0: Our scripture reading this morning. It's from Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. May God have a blessing to those who hear and abide by his word.
1: Acts 236. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Amen. What a wonderful day it is, and what a good, good morning it is. And I want to say good morning to all of you this morning. And whether you're a member of this Franklin family, whether you're a visitor or, or virtual guest, I'm grateful that you are here today and grateful that God has brought us together for given the opportunity for worship, praise, and fellowship among those of us that be the saints of God. Surely we're gonna open up our Bibles and we're gonna look at God's word, but we're gonna start in 2 Corinthians chapter eight. So we're gonna ask you to open your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter eight, and my invitation is for you to join us as we look at these verses as the context for today's lesson of the same Jesus, the same Jesus. We don't have anybody clicking this morning. <coughs> same Jesus. (coughs) Now I think to myself sometimes that why is it that we can do things for others and (laughs) when it's our turn to benefit from them responding in kind it's sort of like pulling teeth. We find ourselves doing things for others but others seemingly are reluctant to do something for, for us as well. I wonder sometimes if if we don't talk about Jesus quite as often as we, we ought to talk about Jesus. You know, at this time of the year we're so consumed with with aspirations and and resolutions and celebrations of the conversation about Jesus sometimes seems to be put on hold. It takes a, a back seat because we've resolved in our minds and aspire to do things that that we look forward to doing in the future, and we celebrate those things even before they come into fruition. But we need not forget that. <coughs> that we are a church belonging to Christ. We need not forget that we are the church of Christ. And that means that the most central feature of anything we do must always be Jesus the Christ, God's Son, and our Savior. The most central thing that we do, the most central thing that we are going to aspire or or celebrate or, or resolve in our minds ought to be Jesus Christ, God's Son, and our Savior. Here's a question for you. We're on the brink of a brand new year. And here's a fair question. It's it's a good question. How much of Jesus Christ was included in your life over the past year? How much of Christ did you include in your own life even yesterday? I'm talking about meaningful inclusion of the Christ. Meaningful inclusion in every aspect of our lives. Think about it. We speak more in terms of of my lawyer than we do of (laughs) my CPA. We talk about my doctor, or even my boss, but we never talk about my Jesus. My Jesus. I wanna change that focus, I wanna change your mind, I wanna change your conversation as we go into 2024 about this Jesus that we claim to be my Jesus. This Jesus of creation, this Jesus of calm and comfort, this Jesus of salvation, this unchanging Jesus, the everyday Jesus, I'm talking about your Jesus and and my Jesus, is what we ought to aspire for in 2024. So we ought to resolve in our minds in 2024, not only in 2024, it's only this moment, only this time, that we have right now to breathe God's air and ought to be breathing the aroma of Jesus Christ. You had to tell someone about Jesus. If you had to introduce Jesus, where would you begin? What would you say, is it the past, present, or or the future Jesus that's near and dear to your heart? Where would you begin? You see, there are multiple books that have been written that talk about Jesus. There's one that's called the Jesus Style the works and times of Jesus, the Messiah, the parables of Jesus, the miracles of Jesus. There's one that even says, the Jesus I never knew. Then there are the prophecies and the sacrifices, the preexistence, his death, burial, his resurrection. There are the miracles, the journeys, the apostles. There is his grace, his goodness, and his mercy. There's his kingdom and his throne, and, and there is his sufferings. So where are you gonna begin? Where are you gonna start to talk about Jesus? Because it was John who said that, that all the world's books could not contain nor describe everything that Jesus said and did while he lived on this earth. So what would you say? Where would you start to tell people about your Jesus? Because it's the same Jesus whose name appears literally hundreds of times in the New Testament and since there's no lack of information surrounding him or his name, likewise, there should be no barrier in claiming him as your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There should be no barrier in aspiring to, to be for Christ what he's called you to be. There should be no barrier at all to speak the name of Jesus Christ, no matter where you are. The that people that people that have never even met Jesus and and they said they love him. I find it kind of strange, I just love him. You know, it almost seems like it's Hollywood, you know, you never met Matthew McConaughey or even Denzel Washington, but you love him. You love him, oh, I love that Denzel, oh, sure you do, sure you do. I don't understand why people that have never met Jesus said they love him, and why would people like us, you and me, change our lives for Jesus Christ? Why would people like you and me, why would people be willing to die for Jesus Christ? Is he really the most important individual that has ever lived? Do I really need to change and devote my life to him? How would you answer that? How would you respond to that? Because that's another fair question. It's a fair question, and we have an obligation to answer what makes Jesus my Jesus. We talk about everything else and we claim everything else in this world, we need to start claiming Jesus as the Lord of our lives. And all those aspirations, resolutions we have for 2024, it needs to be centralized on Jesus Christ, God's son, our savior. After that, I'm I'm gonna tell you why. He is my Jesus. I'm gonna tell you what makes him my Jesus, first of all, is that it's because he embraced poverty so that I might become rich. or oh, it's a new year and everybody wants to aspire for what? For riches. You got the first thing right now. I wish I win the lottery in 2024. <laughs> oh, you want it, oh, you definitely want it. But let me just say this to you, anything, anything that you replace God with for a blessing is idolatry, that's what it is. It's the top of your list, isn't it? Second Corinthians eight, nine, let's get to the lesson. He embraced poverty so that I might become rich. Second Corinthians eight, nine says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes, he became poor, that through his poverty, we might become rich. What does that mean to you? We've read it over and over and over again. What does that mean? It doesn't mean that he was rich because because his his heavenly investments were were just overflowing. It's saying that he is rich because he was God. He is rich because he is God. It's saying that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. It's saying that he is rich because Jesus Christ is God. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. It's saying that he holds everything in his hands. He owns everything. And, and if we decided what was the very best thing that we can offer to God, it will pale in comparison to what Christ had and what he offered us. He offered us the riches of God in and as God's son. The point of that is, when the Bible says in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily, it's saying that he came to earth to experience the human condition. And not because he needed that, but because I needed that to bring me to God. He came to experience the human condition to be who I am and who I was, that he might bring me back to God. Listen, I, I want to tell you that you know some people who come to do something for you, <laughs> they want to do it real quick. They, Man, I, I got you now, and, and the favor is over with, right? Jesus didn't just drop in. He didn't. He wasn't here for just an hour. He didn't, he, 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 he didn't even come as a full-grown adult. He didn't travel to this earth as, as some dignitaries arrive at their destinations. He arrived in Mary's womb, wrapped in flesh. Listen to me. He came to earth in a womb wrapped in flesh, born as a baby and growing as a baby would. He had to learn to walk and talk. He had to learn to even feed himself. You know what Luke says? And he increased in wisdom and stature in favor with God and with men. That means he grew up just like you and he grew up like me. He developed mentally, physically, socially, and spiritually. He even had to learn how to count, right, and all of that was just, just for us, it was for us, he lived just like us, a step-by-step process of living here on this earth, and you know what he saw? He saw what sin does to people, and just like us, he ultimately had to die, he had to die, Hebrews 4, 14 through 15, Seeing then that we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. So you see, except for that, except for that sin business, my Jesus accomplished everything that human experience had to offer. Everything that the earth threw at him, he experienced it just like you and just like me. God came into our world, so that somehow, he came into our world so that some way, someday, we can meet him in God's world. He left heaven so that that he can come and deliver us to the same place that his father is. He was rich, rich. Yet for our sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty you might become, you with me, rich, rich. Hmm. He became poor, that might become rich. And and the Bible word for that is to be filled. Ephesians 4, four through 19, he said to the church at Ephesus, for this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints how wide and long and how deep and high is the love of Christ. that love of Christ will passes all understanding that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Philippians 1, 10 through 11 that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere without offense to the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. I'm going to tell you the only way we could do that is if he emptied himself so that we could become full. Only way. Colossians 1, 9, and 10, for this reason we also, since the day we heard it, We do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. The only way we could know and live the will of God was for this Jesus, this Christ, to empty himself that we might be full. Sometimes the language reads like this as well. Colossians 3:15 and 16, familiar verse. Sometimes the language will read just like this. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. You see, sometimes it's the it's the idea of dwelling. And the only reason we could dwell with God now is because this Jesus. My Jesus came and dwelt on this earth for a sinner like me. He came and lived on this earth for someone just like, and I can't even look at myself in the mirror. I can't do it. James says when we look at it and we see our spiritual condition, we walk away because we refuse to do anything about it, yet Jesus came to do something about it. Growth on this earth for a sinner just like me. Or Sometimes the word is, is progress. 1 Timothy 4, 15 and 16. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue them for in doing this you will save both yourself and the ones that hear you, Timothy. Our progress should be geared to being more like God. It should be our resolution, our aspiration, and something we share and celebrate. And not at just this time of the year, but every waking moment of our lives, every day we ought to celebrate the Christ. Every day we ought to aspire to be like the Christ. Every day we ought to resolve in our hearts that we are gonna serve the Christ. This Jesus, he came in the flesh, not only to show us God, but also to show us what God was looking for, what he did. Secondly, what makes this Jesus, my Jesus, is that he was the Jesus of compassion. He had compassion. He embraced and lived compassion so that that I could be secure. He lived and worked as a carpenter. He, He was an everyday man. And he used those same rough and callous hands to show compassion to all. He was always reaching out and and touching people. He put his hands and touched the man and says, listen, I am willing, you need to be cleansed, and immediately the leprosy was was, was cleansed from the man in Matthew chapter eight. No one in his world, no one in his culture, no one in his society would dare to touch a leper or touch what is unclean, yet he put his hands on us. He went to Peter's house, saw his wife's mother lying sick with fever, he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and served in Matthew chapter 8. And when he had come into the house, the blind man came to him, and Jesus said to him, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord. Then he touched his eyes. According to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. Matthew chapter 9. You see, the Bible allows us to see Jesus as a compassionate king, a king who didn't just wave his hand and say "warm," just be warm and feel, just just go your way. He wasn't that kind of king. But but he was he was touched, and 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 he touched as many as were healed by his hands. This Jesus, my Jesus, didn't mind getting down dirty and having his hands be just. It's like the mechanics. I can't stand it. You know, you, you get all that, or I never get out. Jesus' fingernails were filled with the sin and the filth from you and from me and he didn't mind getting down in the dirt that we might be cleansed. Mind it. This Jesus, my Jesus, didn't mind getting his hands dirty. He didn't just stand afar off, he he got involved. He got involved so much so that the people knew that he cared and thus he became their Jesus. We've got to know that Jesus cares for us so that he might become our Jesus, my Jesus, just like you talk about my doctor, my lawyer, my whatever. You don't hear people talking about my Jesus. I'm going to see my Lord. You just stepped on my foot. Come on. Come on. It's no wonder that Jesus said this same caring Jesus. You know what he said? He said, the thief comes by night to steal. He comes to kill and to destroy. But he says, I've come. I've come to give you life and give you life abundantly because I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd, he will give his life for sheep, will die for sheep. So who is this Jesus? Who are you going to tell people that this Jesus is? A compassionate friend who cares about you, who cares about me. We're gonna tell him that he is God, the incarnate Christ who emptied himself so that I might be full. He's the God of compassion who reaches out his hand to save me and save me even from myself. He's the God who secures my forgiveness by his blood that was shed on the cross. And thirdly, what I'm gonna tell you about my Jesus is that he paid a ransom to set me free. People might not understand what that a ransom to set me free, you know we read it all the time, but, but I need you to understand this. Take it to heart because my Jesus was my reconciliation. My Jesus was my propitiation. My Jesus was my justification. My Jesus became my redemption. My Jesus became my salvation. We need not take that for granted. We hear it all the time. We need to understand that my Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He forgave us, and he set us free because he is the grace of God, grace of God. He brought us back with the redemption that's eternal, and is fixed. Jesus satisfied God that God might be satisfied with me. He actually paid a price, he paid the price. Let me tell you, it was Black Friday, but he wasn't wasn't window shopping, waiting for our souls to go on clearance. We had been taken captive, and, and the price was put on our souls. And our only hope was that someone would pay the ransom. And this Jesus paid the full price to buy my pardon. He brought back my soul through his sacrifice. He snatched me from the fire of hell. My Jesus brought me back with the price of his life. Brought me back to God. A Lot of people think about freedom, you know, I'm free now, I can do whatever I wanna do. Well, don't let him turn 18, 21. Oh, it's over there. But let me tell you, if, if freedom for our souls was gonna be had, it had to come from a realm outside of our own. This Jesus became the incarnate Christ to pay a price that we were insufficient to pay ourselves. For even the Son of Man, he didn't come to be served, but to serve and give his life a, was what, that word? A ransom for many. That means for you and you and for me, he he became the ransom for for all of us. And and, and from Jesus Christ, a faithful witness, who's the firstborn from the dead, he's the ruler over the kings of the earth, he loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, John the Revelator said, Revelation 1-5. He loved us, he didn't just stop there, and he washed us from our sins, he set us free with his own blood. It wasn't freedom just for freedom's sake. It wasn't freedom just for the sake of being free. It was freedom from a date with death. We were all destined to die. For it's by grace that you've been saved through faith. It's not a ransom that, that you could pay on your own. It was a gift from God. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Thanks be to God for the indescribable gift of Jesus Christ, God's Son and our Savior. Or oh, we sing a song. The song says he paid a debt he did not owe. Oh, I owed a debt I, I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. Oh, I've got a brand new song now. I've got a brand new song. I sing it, It's Amazing Grace because Christ Jesus paid a debt I couldn't pay it. I couldn't pay it then, I can't pay it now, and I'll never be able to pay it. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. For God so loved the world, John three sixteen. He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He paid it, paid it. So if I ask you this morning, on the brink of 2024, what is so special about Jesus Christ? (laughs) That's what I'm gonna tell you. That's gonna be my response. He is God. He emptied himself and became poor, that I might become rich. He showed me compassion, so I could feel secure. He showed me love by paying his blood as a ransom that I might be free, free. Hmm. Why is it that, that others can do things for us when it comes, <laughs> when it's our turn to, <laughs> to pay back in kind, we it's like pulling teeth. We don't mind folks doing stuff for us at all, but ask them to do something for you man. Let me tell you something. If if today, this particular day, that God has looked way down into the future and he saw us sitting here right this day in his presence, if today he is indeed your Jesus, then we have got a responsibility to respond in kind to his reign as king. We've got a responsibility to respond to what Jesus has done for us. But some people take the blessings and the benefits of Jesus and they sit on their thumbs and say, I'm going to heaven because he's done it already. They don't want to do nothing. Here's a scripture I think that we've we heard over and over again, but it's just something that I, I don't think we, we've ever seen or paid attention to. He says in Matthew twenty nineteen 19 and 20, he says, You go and you preach. You go and you do it, and you make disciples. You preach and you make disciples, and you baptize. And this is something that he said that's pretty obscure that I don't think we look at all the time. You know what he says there? And you observe and teach others to observe also. Isn't that something? That's what he wants us to do after we've done everything that we we checked our eyes and checked off it. Preach, make disciples, baptize, he says look, You've got to observe and teach others to observe. You go and do likewise. New Christians, baby Christians, seasoned Christians, the assignment is the same. Make sure you observe in such a way that those that you have taught will follow your example of obedience. You observe it. I need you to see that. Because we run to twenty-eight nineteen, that's all we talk about. Is that part of the, of the command from God? But He said you need to be observant and teach those to observe as well. That Jesus Christ came in the flesh, He lived, died, was crucified, and was resurrected from the dead. Observe that. I want you to observe it every first Sunday when you come into my presence the cup of blessing. I want you to observe it every Sunday. I want you to remember. Second Corinthians chapter five, verses nine through 10. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done whether good or bad. You know what I'm gonna tell people about my Jesus? I'm gonna tell them that he's coming back. But I'm not just gonna tell them that, that he's coming back just superficial like some folks in the world say, oh, he's coming back. Listen to me. He's coming back and, and, and he's gonna reward each and every one of us from expectation of willful obedience. He's gonna have a reward for us. And his expectation is that we will have been obedient to him. He's not just, just God on the cross who paid a ransom for our sins and expects nothing in return. That's not accurate at all. It's not. Hebrews 5 and verse number 9 says this. <laughs> and having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation. This is what he wants right there. You see that? And then black and white. To all who will obey him. That's what we have to do. That's our work. That obedience is our work. It's a brand new year, isn't it? And we all wish for change that is good. But let's resolve to pursue the goodness of God. Let's do that. Let's pursue the goodness of this unchanging Jesus Christ. The same Jesus Christ yesterday today and forever. Let us know that he's the same Christ and let us offer continually the sacrifice of praise to him, the fruit of our lips and giving thanks to his name. Oh, we've taken Christ for granted the whole of 2023. We're at the stoop of 2024. Will you do it this year? Or will you elevate Christ in your life? Will you include Christ in your life to such a point that, that everything else takes a second place? I don't know your resolutions. But I know for well that just like every year some of you are going to get exercise machines. <laughs> <laughs> That's another sermon, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's exercise our will to be for Christ what he's called us to be every week and moment of our lives. Let's do that. Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant make you complete in every good work to do his will, to do his will, working in you what is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to be glory today, yesterday, forever and ever Amen. Amen. This Jesus, this incarnate Christ, this carpenter who who built the church, this carpenter ironically died on a wooden cross. Can you fathom that? A carpenter died on, on a wooden cross, and his message then is as compassionate as it is now. It's the same message on that cross, it has not changed. He looked down and he says, Father, forgive them. He pushed up on a nail. Father couldn't even catch his breath. Forgive them, because they don't know what they're asking for in 2024. You better know. You better know it. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus Christ, my Jesus, your Jesus, God of all heaven is the same today, yesterday, and forever. You know, look at your spouse and you say, Man, you've changed over the years. Have they really? <laughs> ah. <laughs> what I need for you to do right now is to make a change in your own life. This Jesus could also be your Jesus. He calls us to hear his word. Harden not your heart. Harden not your heart. Hear the word of God. He calls you to believe in his word. Believe that he is the word. Believe that he is the Christ. He calls you to repent of your sins. Too many times, you know, in 2023, we hadn't even said that we were sorry. Let's draw a fence right here. Let's be sorry for the things that we have done in our lives, and let's repent to God. For Forgiveness is a wonderful gift that comes from God. It is. We gotta confess Christ. We gotta confess to the world that he is my Lord and my God. He's the savior of my life. We gotta be baptized in water for the remission of our sins. For we are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of us as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Or it could be a wonderful resolution we baptized a fellow two weeks ago and boy are we still celebrating that right now. Wonderful young man, good looking young man. You know the first thing he said to me, and I just snickered because I knew he was ready to be baptized when he said that to me. He said, Brother Collins, you know what? I said, what is it? He said, I'm a smart man. <laughs> I said, you sure or are. You're making a smart decision right now, amen? And we could be a smart man or a smart woman right now ourselves as we respond to the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ while we stand, and while we sing.
2: Soul. Why do you linger wandering from the fold
1: of God? God. Will everyone respond to the gospel In today? Will you come? We hear the invitation the that comes, invitation comes from God to save your soul before it's everlasting too late?
2: Oh, To meet thy God, careless soul, oh, careless soul, oh, heed thy warning for your life will soon be come, oh, yes, your life will soon be
0: Good morning. Good morning. Stay out due to response cards and prayer. I have Sister Brianna Martin, um, bereavement. Please pray um, for LaCour and Watts Martin family and the loss of my brother-in-law. He had a long battle with cancer, um, so keep Sister Martin in your prayers. Um, we have the Keglers, um, traveling grace. Please pray for us as we are out of town this weekend. Uh, Sister Erin Clark, Traveling Grace, uh, please pray for my travel and return um, as I'm out of town this weekend. Sister Chanel Cook, health-related, um, spiritual strength. And it says, please pray for my, pray for my brother Calvin Nunnery and his wife, um, Sister Nunnery, as they recover from their sickness. Thank you kindly. Um, Marcus Renu, um, we have Traveling Grace. Pray for Brother Renu. Um, Claire Rosado, health related. Um, I'm in Opelika Hospital. Please pray for me. Um, Sister Stella, I think it's Estelle. I can't really get the last name um, by the writing, but it says Thanksgiving um, and forgiveness of sins and blessings um, in general grace moving forward into the new year sister wanda connor health related um thanksgiving to the church um, for the phone calls cards and prayers um, while she was in the hospital she said god is good and her health is improving sister gloria peden health related um, please pray for my brother um, who is experiencing breathing problems at this time and then sister yolanda cam for spiritual strength uh, and travel grace and spiritual needs let us go to god in prayer dear Heavenly father we thank you for another wonderful day we thank you for all the little and big things you do for us on the regular the lord we thank you for letting us to come here to have a point where we can discuss our troubles with one another the lord and be able to put put our things on the forefront together for you to for us to pray to you the lord the lord just watch over us as we go through this week watch over us the things that we thank and how we embrace the lesson that we learned today watch over anyone who is sick and suffering all those who need traveling grace we thank you for those who are recovering well the lord and we pray that we keep you keep jesus first in our 2024 mindset the lord The lord we love you we thank you for all thanks we ask you For everything the lord we ask these things in christ's name amen as we'll pair our hearts for the lord's supper jesus
2: keep me near the cross there's a precious fountain free to all a healing stream Flows from Calvary's mountain. In the cross, in the cross, be my glory ever. Till my rapture soul shall find rest beyond the river
0: next we'll be looking at communion i'll be referring to first corinthians chapter 11 starting at verse 17. that's first corinthians chapter 11 starting at verse 17. Now in this that I declare unto you, praise you not that you come together, not for the better, but for the worse. For first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear there be divisions among you, and I partly believe it. For there must be also heresies among you, that which are approved may be made manifest among you. When you come together, therefore, in one place, this is not to eat the Lord's supper. For in eating, one is taking before others his own supper, and one is hungry and another is drunken. What have you not houses to eat and drink in? Or despise ye the church of God and shame them that have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. For I received of the Lord that which also I have delivered unto you that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same man, he also took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the new testament in my blood. This, this, this do ye do often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you shew the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Let us go to God in prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for this bread that represents your son's body, which was broken for us. His, we, re, we thank you for this fruit of the vine that represents his blood that was shed for us. The Lord, help us to keep you in mind in everything that we do, the Lord, and seek for, to, to walk in your light as much as possible, the Lord. Lord, we love you. We thank you for all things. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Next, I'll be looking at 1 Corinthians 16, starting at verse 1 for collection. That's 1 Corinthians 16, verse 1. And it reads, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Upon the first day of the week, that every one of you by him in store as God has prospered him, that there be no gathering when I come. When I come, whoever ye shall approve by your letters, then will I send to bring you liberty unto Jerusalem. And if it be meet that I go also, they shall go with me. Let us go to God in prayer. The Lord, we pray for Franklin. We pray for ourselves as a congregation. We pray that this money is used for the upbuilding of our kingdom, um, for this church, the Lord. The Lord, just watch over us as we go through this week. We love you. We thank you for all things. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. If you would like to give, um, you can give in the box at the back of the church or the front of the church because it will be moved there at the end of the service. Thank you.
1: Well, 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 another wonderful day that God has blessed us to assemble and be found in his house to worship him in spirit and truth. I'm grateful that you are here and grateful that uh, I've had the opportunity to be able to be encouraged by you as well as to serve God with you as well in his presence. I uh, have some visitors calls here with me as well today. We've got a, a regular visitor that comes all the time. He's in the back corner right there, Marshall. Happy New Year good to have you with us again this morning my brother. Uh, let me see any other familiar visitors that we have here There are none We have some unfamiliar visitors but there's family as well. It's the Douglas family And he from the great state of uh, let's see what this says Abilene, Texas all right And this is uh, Gary and Becky Douglas from the Southern Hills Church of Christ Anything y'all might want to see appreciate you it's refreshing to have you with us as well if you're ever in town again feel free to come and uh, visit with us we'll be more than happy to have you you and uh, sister Becky yes indeed now uh, this lady right here is again what's your name again my song oh, sister song song that's right I, I forgot forgive me for that sorry Right. Okay. Gotcha. Margie Malone. Song. So let's let's recognize her as well, and know that she's visiting us for the first time. We're gonna have to give you our hours. Uh, it's usually from uh, from uh, nine thirty. We start Bible study. Oh. Ten o'clock. Right. Nine o'clock. We start Bible study. Ten o'clock worship service. I'm kind of twisted myself. It's a new year. I'm, I'm gonna draw a fancy. I'm gonna get that right. Um. And I want to tell y'all that what we need to do is some people we hadn't been celebrating their birthdays because they simply hadn't written it on the calendar, right? When's your birthday? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Happy birthday, Austin Banks, Jr. Anybody else don't have their birthday on the calendar? Because what we want to do is we want people to write their names on the calendar so that we can celebrate their birthdays. The calendars will be right behind this door over here. Also, we want people to put their new addresses even the college students, put your new phone numbers, <coughs> correct in the director over there, and even if you're a new member in this congregation, write it on the director as well, because we love celebrating, folks. So we don't intend to forget your birthday, because we love birthdays. Some of you love the cake that comes with it, it? But uh, I wanna encourage you to do that after services. It'll be right over here on your left, through those double doors right there uh, by the kitchen. Uh, give us your birthday, give us your address, and give us your phone number, if you will. Thank you so much, and uh, Happy New Year.
3: Let's all be standing as we come to the close of our fellowship.
2: (laughs) Sing the...
3: be an attitude of prayer. Father God, we thank you ever so much for each person that's listening in and on the sound of my weak voice. We trust and pray, Father God, that the message that have been displayed this morning, Father God, have been a, a roadmap to some people that are lost, hearts, and those that are trying to find their way. Father God, we pray that this new year will bring some change in people's lives, people's attitude, people's jobs, or whatever the case may be, Father God, we ask that we continue to embrace that which we have now and that we look forward to the, the, the presence of your future. We ask, Father God, that we continue to remain standing as we continue to look unto the hills which cometh our strength, knowing our strength come from thee. Be with those that are traveling from far and near, Father God, to be in this assembly. we asking that you give them safe travel back to their destinations, Father God. Be with those that were sick and shut in, Father God. We continue to ask blessings on them as well. Continue to pray for the new converts, Father God, that they might continue to be strengthened. Continue to thank you ever so much for just giving us life and breath, Father God. We thank you ever so much for your son Jesus Christ who died on the cross for our sins. We just ask, Father God, as we go into the first of this week, the first of this first new year, Father God, that we continue to prepare ourselves to get from earth to heaven. We love you and we're nothing without you. In Jesus' name. Amen.